The sky is not the limit. The Aviation Data Podcast by Skywise. Hello and welcome to The Sky Is Not The Limit. In these podcasts, we're discussing the magic ingredient in almost all developments in aeronautics today, data. And if there's one area that's really made the headlines in 2023, it's AI, artificial intelligence. ChatGPT has put AI firmly in the mainstream over the last few months, but other forms of AI have been getting more and more widespread in aviation over the last few years. Romaric Rodon, Chief Operating Officer at ANITI, the Toulouse Institute for Artificial and Natural Intelligence, is with us here at the Innovation Hub in Toulouse to tell us all about AI in aerospace, now and in the future. Romaric, hello. Hello. Before we get into the hows and the wheres and the whys of AI, I think we need to be clear on the what. So you've recently moved to ANITI after leading the Airbus Artificial Intelligence and Computing Technology Roadmap for several years. So you're the ideal person to ask, what is artificial intelligence? So yeah, it's a very good question. I'm working on artificial intelligence for more than 22 years. And what I can tell you is what artificial intelligence is today is not what it was 20 years ago. And also probably what it is today is not what it will be in 10 years or even maybe two years from now. So it's a moving target in terms of definition. So maybe the best way to define artificial intelligence is to look at what it enables. And there I can refer to what we do with artificial intelligence in Airbus. So we are improving perception task and this perception task could be linked to making sense out of image or video. This is computer vision. We can improve making sense out of time series data or tabular data. This is time series analysis. We can make sense out of speech on text and this is natural language understanding and processing. So this is the perception aspect. Then we can use AI to do prediction and make forecast. And generally we do both data-based approach and physics-based approach to make predictions. This is uh, the topic of hybrid modeling, putting the two together. And the last aspect which AI is enabling is decision-making. And this aspect could be in uh, offline system, which is really pretty much planning and scheduling, or closed loop system, which is more linked to controls on defining controls laws. So you have perception, observation, and forecast prediction on decision making. And in fact, if you combine all these three dimensions, you're coming to something which is known as the ODA loop observe, orient, decide, and act. And this is the principle of autonomy. So ultimately, AI is a tool that can support bringing more autonomy to a product or to processes. Right, so AI obviously has huge potential in just about every field. But what is it actually being used for on an aeroplane today? On an airplane, we don't use much AI as of today. It's more for the future. But as of today, we are using AI for improving our operational efficiency and for improving operational efficiency of our customers. So improving our operational efficiency, it's about the way we design an aircraft. It starts from the very beginning to understand what is the customer demand. We use a lot of AI to understand the way aircraft are flying 
We call it airline science. So we try to really understand the scientific knowledge of what it means to operate an airline and understand what is the demand. So this is one area where we use AI in the very beginning of the design cycle. Then with the design, for example, we do use a lot of AI to do surrogate modeling, which means we do have very complex code uh, to do, for example, computational fleet dynamics to improve the aerodynamic properties of the aircraft. And we can use AI to run this code much faster. In fact, we learn a model which runs much faster. This model is called a surrogate model. In this way, we can better optimize, for example, the aerodynamic properties of the aircraft. So that's the design phase. Then there is a lot of usage of AI for the testing to make sense out of testing data, but also to optimize the test. The production is another area where we use a lot of AI to improve the quality, doing visual inspection, using computer vision, or optimizing also the planning of the production. So this is what we do internally to improve our operational efficiency. The other axis is improving the operational efficiency of our customers. So we have a platform which is called Skywise in which we deliver services to airlines and many of these services are based on AI. So for example, for optimization of flight plans or flight operations in more general or for predictive maintenance. Predictive maintenance is a well-known area of application of AI because we are able to do anomaly detection, for example, so to forecast that we will have potentially issues that could affect the operations of our aircraft and the target is to anticipate what we call aircraft on ground and to make sure we will anticipate them, mitigate them and potentially that we can improve the operational availability of our aircraft. Okay, so yeah, AI is already really quite widespread and it's increasingly used in space, I think. For sure, I mean, in space, I was mentioning serving our customers. Customers in the space domains are rather different. It's a very wide area of customers. I mean, when I'm in space, I'm referring to satellite and especially to space imagery and especially the capacity to extract information from images which are taken from fleets of satellites which are operated by Airbus. AI has been in this domain a complete shift of even the business model because previously, we were selling images. Nowadays, we sell information extracted from images. And the way to go from the image to information is largely relying on AI to extract many aspects of detecting different types of objects and also making change detection to receive some alert. And we do that for customers in different sectors. It could be environment, agriculture, also for defense and military customers for sure. Now, to borrow a term from Star Trek, what do you think is the next frontier for AI? So the next frontier we are addressing is really to put AI inside our flying machine, an aircraft, a satellite, an helicopter. So we are working on developing AI, which we can use for safety critical applications. The idea is that uh, when you have uh, in automotive, you have this ADAS system for advanced driver assistance systems, which are helping to guide the car uh, using computer vision. So this is pretty much what we want to do also for 
for aircraft. So we want to bring some level of assistance to the pilot using notably computer vision, but also potentially natural language processing, for example, for ATC communication. So the communication with the controller, we have very noisy speech used and we try to do speech to text. We've demonstrated we were able to do it. Coming back to the topic of computer vision, we've already demonstrated that we were capable to land a commercial aircraft using vision-based navigation uh, algorithm. So the landing, also the taxiing on the takeoff was performed using a camera and AI algorithm uh, to make sense out of this camera data. Detect the runway, for example, was one of the more challenging tasks. We have demonstrated it could work. We are still on the progress uh, to really ensuring we can certify uh, such application. Do you have any idea of a date? Oh, no. I mean, these aspects are more in terms of uh, exploratory at the moment, in terms of analyzing what we can bring. It's too early to speak about any dates in terms of bringing it inside the in-service aircraft. Now, how do humans feel about these uses of AI? Is it generally well accepted? Do people trust it? The acceptability aspect is something we were working on. So I will speak more about ensuring the right level of trust. This is our priority and this is why we know we are on a long roadmap to get it from the demonstration to the certification. So we need to make sure we have a safe introduction of AI for critical application. And we are doing the right things in Airbus, but also partnering uh, with uh, Anity, uh, where I am today, which is really to ensure We gain performance, but we gain performance on trust and comparatively to other players in the AI domain where they are in the race for performance only. On our side, we are really on the race for performance and trust because performance without the right level of trust is something which we cannot take any benefit from. So the, the main challenge there is machine learning. So machine learning is something which you start from data and you learn the algorithm from the data, which is quite new because it provides unprecedented level of performance, but it generates black box models. So the challenge is this black box model, or you can ensure the right level of trust on the result of this black box model. Can we just define black box model? I will define it referring to white box model. So what is a white box model? A white box model is a model where you can trace back to what are the requirements which were used and what was the code which was implemented. So you think about a white box model if you have people programming the model. So you have a human programmer starting from knowledge, expertise, programming rules. This is a white box model. A black box model is something where you cannot go back to the rules which are below the model. Because in fact, these rules, they are learned from the data. So it's the data that will specify the behavior of the system. This is providing new level of performance, but in terms of trust, it raises concerns. And it means we are currently developing the right approach to ensure that we have learning assurance, which means we will have the right level of trust all along the development process of the AI models. And this means getting the right data to start from, and making sure we train the models 
model properly, making sure we evaluate the model on that we have the right level of robustness, stability, explainability, right level of confidence on the results, and also that we can know when we should not trust the model so that we make sure we have a monitoring system and we have backup solutions so we can go to fail-safe solution in case we don't have the right level of trust on the AI model. So we are pretty much involved in developing all this learning assurance uh, approach. For that, we also partner with academics because we, on this topic such as explainability, uh, we really have to invent new tools together with academics to make sure we have the right level of explainability, robustness. Yeah, this is a priority for Airbus. So you're clearly working on building trust. But how will that trustworthiness then be certified or regulated or proven? Yeah, we will need to demonstrate some properties and to answer some objectives that will come from the regulatory agencies. Uh, so, for example, uh, IASA in Europe. So IASA has already defined a set of objectives for which they want us to demonstrate some properties. And so we will use the work which we are doing together with academics on trustworthy AI methods, for example, to showcase a level of robustness, also to look at ensuring that the data set which we've used is complete, representative. So all these means of compliance will be used to demonstrate to authorities that we are reaching the right level of trust and this will be part of our certification uh, dossier. And just one last thing, can I ask you for an expert prediction of what will AI in aerospace enable us to do in 2050, for example? Honestly, on that one, I don't know. You, you know, today already we have AI which is on its way to Jupiter to help the localization of uh, juice. And I mean, no, nobody could have forecasted it. Yeah, 2050 is very, very, very far in AI agenda. We, we usually say uh, the day before today was a long year in AI, just to give you an idea of the speed it moves. So making forecast in 2050 is really hazardous. And that's all we've got time for for this episode of The Sky's Not the Limit. So a big thank you to Romarie Gredon for all of that insight into possibly the most influential topic of our times. Thank you for listening and tune in soon for the next episode in the series. In fact, why not subscribe? Bye for now. The sky is not the limit. The Aviation Data Podcast by Skywise.